This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But first. Mm. That's right. It's mm. time for Second Chance Romance, where the three of us go looking for love. In quite literally the worst place ever. <laughs> a morning radio show. Yeah. <sighs> Who do we have today first, Holly? We're going to kick it off with Steve. Here we go. Steve, you there? Yeah. Hello. How are you? You know, Steve, finest frog hair. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. Excuse me. I got a little, yeah, I got a little something in my throat. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's <clears> fine. Yeah, it's fine. Steve, uh, thank you for doing this. Thanks for emailing Holly. And uh, I know she kind of briefed you of how this goes. So I'll start by just asking you, uh, tell us about your date, please. Uh, yeah, so it was this girl named Jen. Um, let's see, I guess we, we grabbed dinner. I, um, you know, I'm kind of an outgoing guy, so I want to do something a little, you know, something, you know, uh, something a little where we could just be, be ourselves. So uh, we did a Mongolian uh, barbecue. Yeah, you, you know, I know that. You know how first day awkward. You know, I, I get um, I just a place where we could get up, be moving, and you know, have a great meal. Yep. Okay. You know? did... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying continue. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. It was great. I mean, she was cute, um, uh, and she was, you know, she was she was up to the date, which sometimes, you know, I, sometimes, I, you know, first like. First dates are stressors, yeah. much like talking on the radio. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, you know, and, and I feel like we were just, you know, doing all the things. We were having a great time. And, 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 and uh, you know, it was good. I, I can't complain. We were doing all the things we're supposed to do that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, doesn't make you feel stupid, I guess, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, Steve, you felt like, you know, out of uh, as far as first dates go, you feel like this was a good one? Um, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, it was normal. I mean, I, no, you know, no one caught on fire or anything. So <laughs> I'm thinking, um, yeah, I think it was fine. And that's the whole thing. I mean, we left the restaurant. Um, you know, we had a good time. Uh, we agreed to meet again. Um, and I haven't heard back from her. So, you know, I'm kind of bummed about that. So I'm just like, you know, uh, sent to me. Reaching out to you guys. Maybe you guys can figure out what's going on. I don't know. I'm just grateful you didn't catch on fire. Oh, I'm boy. just, you know, that's, you know. Um, did anything weird, and I know Holly warns you that I was going to ask, did anything weird happen at the end? Like, do you have any weird habits that might have, you know, pushed you into the friend zone or anything? Anything like that? See, that's the thing, guys, is like I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to figure that out. I don't think so. 
Okay. I really don't. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 again, I, you would have to hear from from someone else. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So everything. You know, is- like I'm thinking back. Like yeah, like I said, I didn't catch her on fire. I didn't step <laughs> on her feet. I, 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 I just don't know. Okay, glad the bar is there. She didn't catch on fire. That <laughs> means mean, yeah. that means it was a normal date. <laughs> it was a good date. Yeah, she didn't catch on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. here you, Steve. Totally. Yeah, Lisa had a third date that ended with a little bit of fire, but that's a whole other story, right, Lisa? Yeah, we'll get long, to that. Long, long time ago. Long Jason. time ago. Anyway, okay, Steve. What we're going to do is we're going to put you on hold. Um, you're going to be able to hear everything that happens next. Now we actually have Jen on the other line. She's heard nothing. All that she's agreed to do is to talk about a date. She doesn't know that we're calling about you specifically. So, yeah, I know. It's fun, believe me. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Steve, hold on just a second. Okay, we're going to talk to Jen now. Hi, Jen, are you there? Hello? Yes. Hi, Jen, how are you? Hi, I'm okay. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> you sound thrilled to be talking to us. Oh, Jen. Um, no, um, Jen, I know this is weird. I know that you're probably reluctant to do this. You're live on the radio right now. This is strange. Okay. You also, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Holly told you we're calling about a date that you've had recently. Mm-hmm. We're calling about your date with Steve. You you do know who I'm talking about, right? Um. Yeah, I know who you're okay. talking about. Steve. Okay. Okay. Would you, would you mind if I got a little bit more into your business? Because the reason we're doing this here, let me just level with you. It is our understanding that there was a date, but there wasn't anything after that. So we're kind of calling to ask why. Was there a reason there hasn't been anything else? I mean, yeah, of, of course there was a reason. Um, I mean, he's, he's kind of gross. Um, I... I know that's a little bit harsh, but it's it's true. Oh, okay, Jen. So Steve is gross. Um, can you mm, give us some details about why Steve is gross? That's such like a big generalization. I mean, I can't believe this guy's doing this. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I, I don't know what he told you, but we went out to eat which was fine. He picked the restaurant and he insisted on barbecue, which like fine. Um, you know, Mongolian barbecue, like, which was kind of weird, but the kind where you go, like you build your own bowl and they cook it for you and yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, I'll, you know, I'll try it. So we made our own bowls. And when Steve was making his, he dumped like the hottest sauce imaginable into his bowl. Like, he scooped it all in, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, and he said, you know, he likes heat, and, um, you know, fine. But then his food was, like, being cooked, and, and even the chef, like, I could tell, kind of give him a look. Like, you know, it was, like, burning his eyes. So we sit down to eat. <laughs> Steve is profusely sweating. Like, I, I mean... Literally dripping sweat. His face is so red, but he's still eating it. Like he didn't stop. And he was sweating so much that it dripped, (laughs) it dripped off his face and into his food. And he still ate his food with sweat on it. That is what happened. Oh, 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 Jen. Okay. Jen. (laughs) Jen. We, uh, okay. 
I, that, I thank you for clarifying what you, gross yes. means, Jen. Now, I mean, what? I, I literally, I thought he was joking. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> I mean, um, no, but uh, if that had no. not, Jen, let me ask you this. If that had not happened, I know you can't go back in time and unsee something, but was it, do you think there would have been uh va 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 voom had that not happened? I mean, I don't know. I was so, I mean, he ate his sweat. Like, yeah, it was just, yeah. it was just I too much. Oh. I mean, I have no idea what would have happened if we had a, you know, a normal date, quote unquote. But like, why would you take someone there on a first date? Yeah, yes. because then even if you went on another date, who knows what would have happened? Well, Jen, here's I mean, the deal. Here's the deal. Um, you obviously figured out that we got your number info stuff from Steve. So Steve is actually on the other line. He was the one that he was the one that emailed us. He's heard this. So uh, Holly, let's go ahead and put Steve up. Okay. Steve, say hi to Jen. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Hey. Hello. Hello. It's like Mike's golf hey. shop. <laughs> So I'm, I'm guessing, uh, by the way uh, you described it, you didn't like our date. Is that right? I mean, Steve, I'm just going to be blunt to help you out. It was so nasty. Like, you know, first you, you load it up on the heat, then you're sweating, then you're eating your sweat. It's just, it's just not a good idea for a first date. Well, I told you that I like spicy food, and, and it's very healthy for you. I, there was nothing unhealthy about what I did. I mean, I don't know if eating your sweat is healthy, but there's a difference between, you know, adding a little kick and, you know, practically blinding the chef from the heat. I mean, it was just, we're, this, we're not dating for five years. But it's just, it's what I like. Don't you need to know what I like? It's my preference. It's my prerogative, Right. Right, and it's my prerogative to not go out with you again. There's a difference between a preference and being an embarrassment to yourself in public. I mean, I'm not trying to be harsh, but, like, come on. You have to know that eating your own sweat's pretty nasty. Okay. okay let, me, so well. let me end this. Um, I would imagine, because we would offer you a gift card to a non-spicy place if... If you wanted to give it another try, I'm assuming this is a hard no for you, Jen and Steve. Well, I mean, I'll try it again. I mean, so yeah. do you want to go out again, Jen? No. I, I mean, I, I, just, I, I hope I just saved your future dates. Like, I, I really hope you can find someone, but you have to be, like, a little bit mindful of, you know, embarrassing yourself. <laughs> so, No. No. I think that's a no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jen, think, Steve, yeah. thank you very much. Steve, I'm sorry we couldn't help you more. Jen, we appreciate your honesty and you doing this. We always recognize that this isn't typical for a Tuesday morning for most people. So mm-hmm. thanks to the both of <laughs> Definitely you. Definitely not. Thank you, yeah, guys. Thank you. I have words. <laughs> yes. Do you have words, Lisa? <laughs> What are your words, Lise? Well, okay, so um, I get that Steve likes spicy foods. Yeah, Colin my, does. I'm... My boyfriend likes yeah. spicy foods. Um, but I'm with Jen. If Mike and I on our first date, he would have been, you know, sweating <laughs> through his clothes and into his food. 
I, I think I'm going to be with her and be like, no, that's that's something that you that you wait until you know someone a little bit better. <laughs> like do something a little more neutral yeah. when you're going out with somebody on on a first date. There wouldn't have been a there shan't have been a there second shan't. date. No. no, but even then, is that kind of behavior like year four in a relationship? Because I still would be like, oh, oh, no, if Colin, I'm not, not going to be out in public with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Colin likes spicy food a lot. And if he like he gets the hottest China syndrome wings at, at serums. serums, but if he started sweating onto the platter of wings, oh, I don't think we'd be together anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, sweat on yourself, but oh. don't sweat in your food or my food. Oh, he just ruined my wings. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, there we go. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with the Turt Alert after this. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. You rely on us for the big stories in entertainment, pop culture, and Hollywood, and we deliver right here in the full size Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Hello, Jason, Lisa. You know, we have to start with a sad story making headlines this morning. Tom Sizemore's family is deciding end of life matters after uh, Tom Sizemore suffered a brain aneurysm on February 18th. Now, Sizemore's manager made a statement saying that doctors informed his family that there is no further hope and have recommended end of life decision. The family is now deciding end of life matters and a further statement will be issued on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So hard. So sad. Yeah. Now, oh. Fe- oh, February 18th, Tom Sizemore collapsed in his L.A. home. He was transported to the hospital by paramedics. And there, doctors determined that he had suffered from a brain aneurysm as a result of a stroke. And Sizemore has remained in critical condition since and is in a coma under intensive care. Oh, so scary. That That is my worst fear. I Oh, God. It just scares me. Brain Ugh. aneurysms? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, Not to get all dark and depressing. Well, but yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's a very serious issue and it has life threatening uh, repercussions. So, you know, yeah. thinking of him today. Yes. Uh, moving on from that, let's go to a uh, celebrity justice piece. Three crew members from the film Rust have just filed a new lawsuit claiming that being on the set of Rust was a tragedy waiting to happen. Now, these crew members who are filing suit say that they were the dolly operator, the set costumer, and the key grip on that movie, and they're suing Alec Baldwin and the Rust production at large, claiming that they were three of seven people in the church set that day that the shooting happened. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. That ultimately led to the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Now, they're saying countless safety protocols were overlooked from the top down throughout the entire shoot. And they're insisting that this led up to the killing. So. Well, we've heard it. From other people, we, Holly, you're not conspiracy theory, but your theory of this movie was done on the cheap and done probably maybe for tax purposes. I don't know. Yeah. I, 
This doesn't seem that far-fetched to me. Uh-huh. You know, that's the ongoing theory that I'm operating under, and there are actual legitimate investigations and news articles on this. Yeah. Essentially, paraphrasing, I don't have all the details in front of me, but that a movie like Rust isn't created and isn't made to be shown and celebrated. It's made essentially as a tax write-off for the producers and other people involved. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes out in this lawsuit or if they settle or what the heck happens here. Oh, yeah. tragic. Yeah, very tragic. So let's turn a corner here and talk about some positive news. Big TV headline Damian Lewis coming back to billions. Mm. Have you guys, did you guys watch a show? I've never watched billions. Lisa, you haven't, I haven't either? either? Yeah, I have not. Holly, have you? I haven't either. I know. So I'm, I'm really surprised that Showtime is doubling down on this billions extended universe. And the fact that Damian Lewis is coming back. I mean, he must have just gotten a check and was like, sure, I'll come back for six of the new 12 episodes in the upcoming season. No problem. Because how long has this show been on? Six, seven years? Yeah, seven seasons. Yeah. We're coming up on that. And I haven't watched a single one of them. But people like it. If you people like it, they really, really, they, they do enjoy it. I, it's just not my, I don't think it's my cup of joe. Mm-hmm. But Damien Lewis coming back, you know, he did his obligatory five seasons, just like his concert or contract said. And then now he's coming back for a little more. You know, we talked also about this at the top of the hour, making headlines this morning. Chris Rock is allegedly set to address the Will Smith Oscar slap in his live Netflix special this coming Saturday. Oh, I, A, I can't wait to watch it. B, I can't imagine what the numbers are going to be like for that. I it, uh-huh. I think it's going to be, even if people aren't fans of Chris, yep. uh, even if they're on Will's side, I think people are going to be going over their friend's house who has Netflix <laughs> and they don't have it to watch this. Yeah, because you can't borrow that password anymore. They can't do that anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this will allegedly happen on Saturday night. Now, this is Netflix getting into live television. So this will be happening Saturday night during the Chris Rock Selective Outrage event that will be, uh, let me do the math, 9 p.m. local time. So that's when you'll be you'll be able to watch this special live here, 9 p.m. central time. I don't want to jinx this, but they're choosing one heck of a large event to test drive their live capabilities. Yep. I am just sitting here thinking, I would not want to be the engineers. I would not want to be their PR team. I would not want to be on their social media team that night. Because if they have a glitch, I mean, these platforms are, it's so, so detailed. And oh my goodness, they better hope everything's firing uh, on all cylinders. Ooh, I just thought about that. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, Jason, the clench is real because Chris Rock... He's doing this special from Baltimore, but it will be streaming live in 190 countries around the globe. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure so, at all. And, appara- <laughs> and apparently there will be a watch live red play button that is available starting at 820 central time on Netflix. Hmm. So if you're on Netflix, you can join a waiting room and then there's going to be a show before the show. That starts at 8.30 local time. Uh, so a half hour before Chris Rock goes live, uh, you know, he's got friends, fellow comedians. They're going to count down to this event. So some of the folks who are giving commentary include Amy Schumer, Cedric the Entertainer, George Lopez, Ice-T, Jerry Seinfeld, Jimmy Fallon. I mean, Netflix is making a big to-do about this. 
well, as they should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said a word about this, really. And he's waited for this. Yeah. Oh, this is good for Netflix. Uh huh. And that half hour is their test run. So if anything happens, hopefully they can fix it by nine. By, by nine oh o'clock. my gosh! Right now, and right after this Chris Rock special on Netflix, David Spade and Dana Carvey are going to co-host the show after the show, and then there's going to be even more comedians giving commentary about what they just saw. Chris Rock the Super say. Bowl. It really is like the comedian Super Bowl here. <laughs> They're going to bring a George Carlin hologram out to give commentary? Oh, no, please don't. Not with the holograms. Love George Carlin. (laughs) But George Carlin would be very upset. He would be very upset. If he was a hologram. Again, this is all happening Saturday night. So if you want to cozy in and find somebody who has Netflix or you have it yourself, you'll be able to get in on the historic event. Order some spicy food and sweat all over it. (laughs) Watch some Chris Rock. Uh, when we come back, a little TV talk. Uh, Holly has taste-tested Eugene Levy's new uh, show. I actually have some news about Eugene, about a Shites Creek revival. Plus, Lisa in Paris. That and more when we come back. Hey, friends. Alexis for David and the team at First Equity. I'm looking for this email. Uh, pretty cool from Justin. He is a veteran and has taken advantage of the VA loans a few times now. Uh, He says, this is the third time that I purchased a home using VA benefits, and David knew this process inside and out. With David's help, this was the smoothest purchase I have ever experienced, and I am so grateful. Love to hear that uh, from Justin and so many my talkers who have worked with David. And, and what's so great is that the team, they take the time to get to know you. So if you are a veteran, uh, there really is no better loan than a VA loan. Or if you have other circumstances, they'll find the right one for you. And that's what's so great, working with a local lender who has been in our market for 23 years and counting. They're going nowhere. They've consistently been here. As long as you need a mortgage, they're there for you. 763-251-8000 or my talk keyword, David. Here's a comedy moment on Jason and Alexis in the morning. One of the most popular applications that there is, is the, uh, it's the application that allows you to tap into your phone. The following, where is the best place to eat sushi in this neighborhood? And your phone will tell you, I believe, if you're standing on any block in America and you're asking an inanimate object, where's the best place to get raw fish, you've lost your mind. This has been a comedy moment on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Welcome back. Lewis Black on Dining Apps. I'm Jace. (laughs) With Holly and Lisa LaCourcier filling in for Alexis, uh, who will be back with us on Thursday. Uh, Now, speaking of my buddy Lisa, we've been doing fun facts all morning long, and uh, she's been with us for a few days. And uh, one of the fun facts about Lisa that's actually true. I mean, not that I'm saying that the fun facts that Holly and I have been presenting have been false. Hmm. I mean... There is the nipple one. But anyway, (laughs) uh, but there is a true Lisa fun fact that we thought we'd put to good use in the world of pop culture. And that is Lisa has been to Paris about 450 (laughs) times. So we wanted to ask her what she really thought of Netflix's Emily in Paris, because the show has come under withering criticism from people actually in Paris. So it's time for our new segment. 
It's only temporary. It's a one-day segment. We call it Lisa. Forget Emily in Paris. It's Lisa in Paris. Lisa. 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 Maybe in Paris. That's right. Lisa in Paris. Imagine yourself at a cafe talking to Lisa about Emily in Paris. Oui. Oui. Overall, what did you think of Emily in Paris? Well, I think we've talked about this before. It's a love-hate relationship with the show. I love Paris, and I love being on the streets. I, I, I love watching the show and seeing the sights, and it just brings me back, and it makes me want to go. But I'm annoyed with Emily and her perfection, right? So, like, there's that thing where I love watching it and seeing all that is Paris and surrounding area, but then she drives me crazy because you can't be right at everything and everything can't go perfectly at all times. So, um, yeah, love, hate. What do you think of when I watch it and I haven't been to Paris, but when I watch it, I think to I do question. I'm like, is this really they, I mean, all shows do. I mean, sex in the city romanticized New York city, but they actually sometimes show the gritty side too. Is is the depiction of Paris, the postcard depiction that Emily in Paris paints, is that really Paris? Well, I mean, it is really Paris. No, but, but you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. I know they film there, but is it true to the spirit? When you're watching it, do you do you feel like, okay, yeah, that is kind of the essence of, of the city? Um, you don't see a lot of people dressed like she is or dressed like Mindy is dressed they're not waltzing oh. around in four inch <laughs> heels and, you know, and the, and the stuff you, you just don't see it unless it's fashion week. Right. So, I mean, I think that is a bit of a stretch, but I also feel like, I mean, this hanging out at, at, you know, at a cafe for hours and drinking wine, that's all legit. Right. Um, I, you know, I mean, yes and no, I think that it, it, it's very selective, but this, this, that they are so glamorous every day, all day, and then they're going to go to this, you know, the south of France and they're going to go do, you know, normal people probably don't do that. No. And so. you don't you don't see that on the streets. No. no. But it does capture it, it. It is a great advertisement for the city. I mean, it does make you want to go. Absolutely. I mean, and so I've seen when they've gone to did they go to Versailles one year? They did. Um, you know, they're, they're at the Rodin. They're at different areas that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love that. You I mean, there are bits and pieces you know, most of it, I don't know where they're at, yeah. but um, yeah, the, it, it's just this whole this whole picture of that everyone is just so glamorous and dolled up, and you know, everyone's in couture walking around. It's that's just not. It's like how real. Holly Holly and I dress for the show every day, yeah. right, Holly? I know. Yeah. I love your gown today, Holly. Thank you. I picked Isn't out the incredible? ostrich feathers myself. Oh, you look good. <laughs> Holly, did you watch Emily Pierce? <laughs> no, because immediately I knew I would be annoyed by Emily. <laughs> Just straight up, like I don't need to watch uh-huh. this. But, <laughs> but to Lisa's point, love seeing a good travel log. You know, I, I love the city of Paris, and by all means, it seems like this show puts the city in a good light. And you're like, yes, oh look at how cute that is, and whatever. But then it's just like, oh, and then I have to deal with characters. Yeah. Then I have to deal with Emily. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with Emily. I just. Just the whole concept of the character just annoys the crap out of me, and I've never watched a single episode. I've watched them all, and I do. There is such a parallel between her and Darren Starr's other creation. Uh, well, no, Candace Bushnell created her, but 
television wise. Uh, Darren Star uh, produced the Sex and the City TV show. And Emily is very Carrie like, mm-hmm. where she is a protagonist that you are just irritated by, mm-hmm. you know. But here, <laughs> here's my question for you guys, though, Jason and Lisa, comparing Emily and Carrie Bradshaw. From what I'm hearing from Lisa about Emily in Paris is that Emily is perfection to a degree, maybe some light foibles, some, you know, mix ups. Whereas I felt Carrie Bradshaw had some real vulnerable moments, some real flaws Agreed. that uh, made her ultimately I- compelling. <laughs> And appealing in that way because she was complex. One, yes. Lisa, right? Yeah. 100. Yes. Where Emily is, and Lisa said it perfectly, and it it's what irritates my husband, who, it, who, well, yeah, he's still in PR, but he was in PR and marketing for hotels and restaurants. And the fact that, in, and, I, and I know you have to suspend disbelief in any show. I mean, how did Carrie afford all those clothes mm-hmm. and her apartment? But I'm saying, however... There is such a suspension of disbelief with Emily because Lisa can tell you, Holly, and my talkers that have watched the show, everything works out beautifully Mm. for her in her business. She comes up with concepts and ideas off the top of her head that would normally take a whole. Now, not not that that couldn't happen every so often, but every damn meeting, mm-hmm. you have the best idea. Yes. I don't care who yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen in the world of marketing and PR. Yep. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I was ahead. just going to say to the point with Carrie Bradshaw, they showed that she struggled, that she was making perhaps choices to afford her Manolo Blahniks that wouldn't behoove her financially. And then, you know, spoiler alert, there's a whole episode where Carrie needs to buy her apartment and she has to go to a friend. Yes. Yeah. You know, so there are realistic things where this it's like, oh, magical thinking. Oh, look at that, Emily. She just came up with the best idea ever. Isn't that great? Does she ever fall in her high heels in Paris? Has she ever fallen flat on her face? I don't I think, don't think so. Has. Okay. And, you know, and Carrie Strong had had relationship struggles and good and bad. And and Emily wins every guy. And, you know, every man is ultimately in love with her. And I mean, it's. She has a charmed life. Yes. And I, I, the, the moment with my husband that I laughed out loud, and it's, it, it, again, I know you have to, I know it's fantasy. Don't email me. I get it. But she came up off the top of her head with this elaborate fashion show at uh, one, I forgot what museum this episode was, but at a museum. And they literally put it on basically the next day. And Colin, Colin from the couch, he goes, that couldn't happen. She needs permits from the city. She couldn't get those permits turned around that fast. I laugh. I'm like, Colin bringing receipts. Colin bringing the reality of she needs permits from the city. That's how you do it. Well, you know, Jason, Lisa, if this, if Emily in Paris is a fantasy show, then in the next season, I want her to put on a fashion show for gnomes. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. And it will be perfectly executed. Maybe throw in a dragon or something in there. Maybe. Yeah. I love it. You can catch up, though, uh, on Netflix, Emily in Paris. When we come back, Holly has dish on Eugene Levy's new show. And is is a Poops Creek revival happening sooner than we think when we come back? Hi, everybody. It's Jason for Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Get ready tomorrow. I have a whole new list of promotions to tell you about. New ways that you can save money at Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. But today, I'm going to tell you this. No matter what day of the week, no matter the month, no matter the year, well, don't hold me on the, to the year. But I can tell you this month and next month, 
If you mention me, you're going to get $100 off your first service of $250 or more if you're a new client of Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. So what are you waiting for? You've heard me talk about Skin Rejuvenation Clinic for years. This is your time to get in there. And think of this, too. And I mean this. There are a lot of places nowadays that does Botox. I mean, you can basically get Botox as you're pumping gas. But why would you want... But why would you want to do that? Trust the professionals at Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. The lee of a picturesque ridge lies a small, unpretentious winery, one that pampers its fruit like its own babies. Hi, I'm Moira Rose, and if you love fruit wine as much as I do, then you'll appreciate the craftsmanship and quality of a local vintner who brings the muskmelon goodness to his oak chardonnay and the dazzling peach crab apple to his Riesling Rioja. Come taste the difference good fruit can make in your wine. You'll remember the experience and you'll remember the name, Herb Irvlinger, Bert Herngreif. Irv Herblinger, Bing Livehanger, Livelink. Bert Herkern. <laughs> the great Moria Rose bringing us back. Do you love fruit wine as much as we do? That's, of course, from Poops Creek. Uh, just a huge hit wrapped up a couple years ago. Eugene Levy's talking about that. But first, Eugene Levy is also talking about his new show, and Holly checked it out. What did you did you watched it, right, Holly? Yes, I watched a couple episodes. Okay, what is this? So this is over on Apple TV Plus. It's a new travel show, and it's called The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. Okay. So this is an eight episode series. Eugene Levy, he's the reluctant traveler. So the show sets it up saying he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm not really into traveling per se. But I'm going to go to these different places around the world and do things that make me uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And so he does it. And And go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this show doesn't need the whole reluctant traveler premise. Because quite frankly, Eugene Levy is not really that reluctant. He does everything. You know, he's just like, oh, this is kind of uncomfortable. Oh, he just kind of plays it up a little bit. Yeah, he plays it up a little bit. But... It's charming nonetheless. Don't need the premise. It's gorgeously shot. Eugene Levy is a charming host. And I watched two episodes, one taking place in Finland, one taking place in Costa Rica. And it's just, you just get to hang out with him. He explores, he gets to know the locals. It's, if you love travel shows, you know, I'm thinking about Stanley Tucci, CNN, searching for Italy. If you're into that vibe, you want to check out The Reluctant Traveler. It's on Apple TV? It's on Apple TV+. Plus. And I can't speak if all the episodes have dropped. It looks like they have, but it's just, it's charming. It's 40 minutes long. And again, oh, like it's, it's gorgeously shot. So <sighs> you just, the Finland episode is the first episode in the series. He's there in the middle of winter. He goes dog sledding. He sees Northern lights. He eats reindeer. It just, it, if you need, if you got wanderlust and your butt's parked on the couch, watch this. That's my dream job. Oh. Traveling like that, having a like a travel show, that would be my absolute dream job. I'll work on that for okay, you. Okay, please do. Thank yeah. you. 
We're handing out shows over here. Yeah, so I just don't travel show. Yeah. That sounds good, though. I'll watch that. I am going to watch it. We were just talking, uh, uh, and we have something to give away, too, and then I have Eugene Levy news. But we were just talking, Holly, and I don't know if you feel this way. Lisa and I were discussing a commercial break, and my talkers, you're probably with me. Apple TV Plus has a lot of good shows, but there are just so many of them that a lot of them get lost in the in the hullabaloo of everyday headlines. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Ted Lasso rises to the top. But there's other great Apple TV shows that I don't think gets that they don't grab the attention that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And this yeah. is beautiful. This is a beautifully I done travel that. show. So go check it out. Okay. Should we give something away, Holly? Ooh, uh, yeah, let's do as it. As I talk about uh, Poops Creek maybe coming back. Ooh. Well, while you do that, a pair of tickets is up for grabs for Two Colors Night at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters in support of their show, The Prom. This is Wednesday, March 8th. Seventh caller, 651-641-1071. Winning a pair of tickets to The Prom at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater Wednesday, March 8th on True Colors Night. There we go. Time Life operators are standing by. Uh, before I talk about Eugene Levy, I do want to finish my skin rejuvenation clinic commercial because I started laughing when I said that you could get Botox uh, while pumping your gas. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. My point being for my family at Skin Rejuvenation Clinic is they are professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa has been there. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't send my entire family there. Uh, I would send my enemies to bad people, but I would <laughs> only send my family members and friends to good people and this is your face you're talking about. Why in the world would you trust anybody else? They're awesome. That was my point in the analogy of you can get it everywhere now, <laughs> including pump, yes. pumping gas. Um, okay, so Eugene's doing publicity for the new show on Apple TV Plus that Holly just told you about. Obviously, a journalist is going to ask him about Poops Creek. And he said, I was rather surprised with his candor uh, and his honest answer about this. He said that he and Daniel are not only open to doing a revival, it's probably closer than we think it's going to be, Ugh. considering the show just ended a couple years ago. Thank God. All they're waiting for is a nut. They're waiting to crack the story. They're waiting for, okay, how do we get everybody back? What's the what's the peg? They said once they crack the story, everyone's kind of itching to do it. Because in that documentary after the final mm. episode that we watched, you can tell this cast Ugh. loves each other, adores each other. And I think if Ske- look, if they can line up the massive cast of Downton Abbey mm-hmm. to come back and do stuff, they can line up the schedules of, of the main six or seven. Yep. Come on. Yeah, that, mean- that after the show, that, that, oh. wrap up, that was so, so good. And by the way, I still think that that finale is one of the best in television show Histories. I wholeheartedly agree. So good. When Moria, this isn't giving anything away, but Moria Rose comes out dressed basically like the Pope. Mm-hmm. I, Lisa was at my house <laughs> and our friend Jen, we, uh, we laughed. <laughs> I, my poor neighbors, we must have died because we didn't see anything in advance. We watched it live together. Uh, we how, howled, I got, with, howled laughter. with laughter. It was one of the best reveals ever. And that show, I think, is one of those, because you guys talked about it, you and Jen talked about it, and said, you have to watch, you have to watch. Yeah. And I had a hard time getting into it, and I have heard people say the same yes. thing. Lex. Give it some time, and I know you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. It That show gets better and better and better and better. Lex is the same way. Lex didn't like it. I don't even, I can't remember if she still doesn't like it. Anyway, it is the best. Oh. You can catch up on uh, Netflix. 
and the Eugene Levy show that Holly was referring to. What's it called, Holly? The Reluctant Traveler? The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. That is on Apple TV+. And that is going to do it for us. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Lisa's last day with us. Aww, so wah, wah. more Lisa fun facts <laughs> <laughs> and more. But right now, that's going to do it for us. If you're if you're uh, listening and you're a kid that's being bullied, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Holly? That's right. You be you. Go out there. Have a fabulous day. And we'll see you tomorrow.